Yo honkies and people with colour, my name is Ricky Allpike and this is Sideboob Cinema, your podcast within a podcast. Every week I'm joined by my good friends and fellow whiteies, Jonathan Astro and AJ. You dig? Yeah, I dig. You, you fucking, you fucking cracker asshole. <laughs> uh, Can I say people with colour? I don't even know. Yeah, no. AJ, is that a thing? Or? I don't think so. Oh. No, but like, do you know, and look, you know, we only poke fun because it's ridiculous, some of this stuff. But have you noticed, like I, someone said recently, like if you um, if you change the order of the words people of colour and get rid of, of <laughs> it's the most <laughs> offensive thing ever. Like, do you know what I mean? Like the way the, that antiquated term. <laughs> mm, yeah. Oh, yeah. Come on. Come on. Come on. Say it. Say it. So maybe say it. Okay. Well, the reason we're talking um, all of this offensive stuff is because it's Black History Month, and we are doing Coffee 1973, aren't we? Aren't we? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, had you either of you seen this movie before? No. Just no. Me either. Great. Okay. Directed by Jack Hill, uh, and so this is a black exploitation film. Now, well, might as well say uh, again, a similar sort of question. But uh, have you guys seen any black exploitation, Shaft, or anything like that? Or yeah, I've seen Shaft. I okay. I think I've only seen the Shaft remake. So... I thought you were going to say I've only seen the Shaft. <laughs> yeah, I've <laughs> only talk seen about my Shaft again. <laughs> <laughs> I've got to say, there's been so much talk of black. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> you know, like, like, and you know, it's fine. You know, because I like Vixen Entertainment. All right, but, but, like, what are some people out there? Like, imagine, like, I don't know, if someone of like our parents' age was like listening to the thing, and they were like, "What is this? What is this black you talk of? You talk, <laughs> you talk about lots of. Is that a movie I should watch?" And you go, "Oh." I don't know. Maybe. Um, it, it's, not a, it's not a single movie. It's a series of movies. And then they go, oh, well, I, that's okay. I've got a bit more time on my hands when I'm retired. I could check them all out. And you go, well, I don't know. It's, uh, yeah. It's all right. For those of you listening 300 years in the future, we are talking about porn. No. Ruin it. So we're being so artful. Do you ever think in 300 years people might stumble across this podcast? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Yeah, really? Sure. And we'll be hailed as geniuses. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what I'm thinking. So anyway, Black Exploitation, uh, you know, just, just a couple of little things. So it sort of begins at the beginning of the 70s roughly with two films, Sweet Sweetback's Badass Song uh, by Mario Van Peebles uh, and uh, the much more Hollywood detective film Shaft, which we mentioned. They both come out in 1971. Uh, but that first one I mentioned is more more down and dirty independent style. Uh, but what you get there is the two poles. And, and obviously there was a need for what they used to term what urban cinema. Uh, and uh, it went for about 10 years. And it's sort of typified by, you know, Funk and Joel. Uh, uh, Funk and Joel? Funk and Joel. Funk and Soul uh, jazz soundtracks, uh, which I'm sure Ricky can talk about a bit later. And a lot of pimps, hoes and honkies. Can you dig it? <laughs> yes, you can. <laughs> Yes, you can. And uh, so there, there's certainly a lot lot of, um, you know, uh, a lot of the hallmarks in, in tonight's picture. My name's Coffee. Coffee, black and stacked and packed with fury. 
with both barrels zeroed in on the mob's top killers. This is the end of your rotten life, you dope pusher! Coffee. Where the action is, there coffee is. Godmother of them all. The baddest one chick hit squad that ever hit town. Coffee. Coffee is her name, all right? Nurse by day, vigilante by night. So the first time we meet uh, Flower Child Coffin, played by Pam Greer, she looks strung out and is being offered sort of offered by a junkie to a big dealer man in exchange for a fix. So she's being passed around there. Uh, don't worry. It's all above board because the junkie tells the dealer man he just wants to get high and watch. <laughs> AJ. <laughs> so he's not going to get involved. Don't worry. If you thought it was, if you thought it was, uh, you know, a bit creepy. Anyway, uh, back at the dealer's pad, the junkie cooks up and he uh, and Coffee are about to get busy. Uh, Coffee pulls a shotgun. And we see that her strung out routine was just a ruse and she blows the dealer's head off. She tells the junkie that uh, she's actually out for revenge for her little sister, Lubelle, who got hooked on heroin and had her life ruined. And uh, thus she gives him a killer dose. Uh, Next up, uh, Coffee takes her friend and childhood uh, lover, uh, childhood sweetheart, uh, Carter, uh, who is a cop, uh, to see her sister, Lubelle, in her rehab clinic. Uh, we hear about the kids who've gotten caught up in the drug scene uh, and the crime wave that has taken over the city. Coffee is also in a relationship with a congressman called Howard Brunswick, uh, a very passionate advocate for black rights, uh, who is also gearing up for election. Uh, Officer Carter uh, tells Coffee about a big dealer and pimp called King George. Uh, which piques her interest uh, because obviously she's on her revenge kick. The next scene, Carter refuses to go on the take. Uh, so policemen offer, at his department offer him uh, a deal and he refuses to go on the take and he's uh, seriously beaten by two thugs in retaliation. Now, just to give it, just to make be clear about this, I mean straight away. So he refuses to call. He, re- he refuses to go on the take on a phone call and these two guys, they kick down the door pretty much straight away. Mm-hmm. So, so they were they were ready to go. If you thought that was a few scenes between that, forget forget it. <laughs> I just get the fuck on with it. Anyway, Carter's never going to be the same. He's got brain damage. So next up, uh, Coffee shakes down a junkie named Priscilla and finds out where King George hides his stash. In order to infiltrate King George's group uh, further, she poses as a high-class Jamaican call girl. Get it, Mon? <laughs> that was terrible, terrible. Worst accent ever. <laughs> eh, mon. <laughs> Say mon after stuff and you'll be fine. Like That's probably what the director said. It's like, yeah. like Because back then as well, 1973, it's like, you know, who the fuck had been anywhere. So it's, you know, you just go, yeah, just say mon. That's what I've heard. Like, <laughs> yeah, my, my bodega guy, he's what he sounds like. <laughs> anyway, next up, she passes the first her first test by having sex with George. Um, next up, at a party with all the bad guys in town, Coffee sneaks off and replaces King George's stash with sugar to piss off his customers later. Uh, George's bottom bitch, Meg, starts a massive scrag fight with coffee, uh, which gives uh, another dealer, Arturo, serious hot pants. 
and he demands to see her that very evening. Uh, Coffee then attempts to kill Arturo, uh, but he foils her plan. His henchmen rough her up a little, and she tells them that King George set up the hit. Arturo sends two hitmen to George, uh, who take him by gunpoint and then drag him behind a car. Uh, It turns out that the good congressman is also juiced in with the dealers, and Arturo presents coffee to the congressman demanding answers. The question being, was he also involved in the attempt on Arturo's life? And he says that he does not care for coffee and he authorizes for her to be killed. So the two henchmen then take coffee off to shoot her up with uh, heroin, hoping to send her off peacefully. Uh, What they don't know is that the H is from King George's stash and it's actually sugar. So coffee uses her feminine wiles to get the jump on them and escapes. Coffee then runs her car into the bad guy's lair and dispatches Arturo, uh, who tells her uh, before he, his demise that the congressman is also at his beach house. She then tracks uh, the congressman down and he tells her he did what he had to do and that he's all about the black community. He's essentially won her over, but then his white piece uh, of ass shows her face upstairs and then Coffee shoots him in the dick. Do you know what? I was saying shoot him in the dick before she shot him in the dick. <laughs> and I said it out loud. They knew what you wanted. <laughs> that's right. That's that's proof of concept though. That's that's like that is, you know, if you've got that urge, you say shoot him in the dick, you know, yeah. and then it's like that's what he deserved. And then mm. but didn't she shoot Arturo in the dick as well in the pool or oh yeah. that was a bit more ambiguous, yeah. wasn't it? It was ambiguous, mm. it looked like a low shot though, somehow. Mm. Anyway. So that's coffee. That's the story. Um, what it's fucking what, wicked movie? You mm. love it. Yeah, yeah, it's great. It's a wicked movie. Tell me more. Hashtag girl boss. Yeah, just <laughs> hot, hot girl boss doing a thing, shooting guys up. Well, great. I'll start by saying um, that Pam Grier's titties are so commanding they need to run for president. <laughs> <laughs> they, they do. Hey, but why don't we see women like this in cinema anymore? Uh, well, to tell, what do you mean? Like, well, I feel like I feel like they're all super, super skinny now. You know, right. like no, no titties, little little, little art house titties. And it's not like she's big. No, but that's what but I'm she's saying. Like big she, titties. She had an extraordinary physique. Like where, mm. like 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 a um something that a Playboy cartoonist would come up with. Definitely. You know what I mean? Like you're like, oh wow, like like she's got like a she's got a body that if you described to someone. They'd say that's not real. You're you're you you are a patriarchal pig, and you go no. I'm saying she's got this small waist and these big titties, and then they go just shut up, okay? You're a fucking pig, and I go no. This is real. It was real. So yes, no. She's got an extraordinary body, and um, well, Katie and I have talked about this this often. Um, you know, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna bring up my wife's breasts on this show, okay? But all I'm saying is that. <laughs> All I'm saying is that she has complained, uh, being someone of the Bucks and Persuasion, that, um, you know, getting them out or, 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 or doing that sort of stuff is something reserved for, yeah, people with, with smaller busts. Like if you've, got big, if you've got a big bust, it's not like, as we, as we say, you said it before, or we saw Art House Studies. So Art House Studies are, you know, it's a French movie and it's like they're, they're really tiny or non-existent and it's like she's just lazing around having a, having a smoking a cigarette and drinking a coffee in bed and you know what I mean? Like that's, that's and everyone goes, oh, yes, yeah, so important, so important. But if you're sitting there and you've got like, like 
Pam Grier's huge side boob coming out. Mm, yeah, yeah, that's right. Like that is just something that is beyond <laughs> the pale. People are like, people are like, you can't do that. You just can't do that. And you go, why not? Why can't she just get them out and it's all fine? And you go, well, because when they're that big, I'm only thinking of one thing. And you go, well, tell me more. <laughs> but sometimes when they're that big, it's hard to make them look really good. I know what you mean. When they're real, you mean. Yeah. Like, because like, they because they obviously sit a different way. I'm so glad we're talking mm. in such depth about these ditties. I was, I was really, <laughs> I was worried. Do you know what I was saying before? I was really worried. I was like, well, where, is that, will they be okay if I talk about them for a while? Or? <laughs> That's are. the first thing I have in my notes. <laughs> uh, no, but, no, but uh, it's really strange because I must say, the because the first time I saw this movie, it was a shock. Like, because I mean, I, I was a big fan of Jackie Brown, and it's a very chaste movie because Tarantino is a genius, but he's all fucked up about sex. He's, a, he's. I think if you started talking about sex or titties or something, he'd start looking at the guy and go, he'd be like, oh yeah, anyway, anyway, you know. But about <laughs> Howard Hawks uh, and and, uh, and 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 his westerns, and you just go, no, 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 I want to talk about Pam Grier's lovely titties, <laughs> and he'd be like, no, I just can't. So they're not in Jackie Brown. So when I saw this movie the first time, I was like, and the fact that you see them about a hundred yes, times, yeah. seriously, like, like Basic Instinct, it's like Basic Instinct where you just go every time you're like, oh wow, like it's like eight times in this script that they come out mm. yeah and they're all different times and <laughs> in all different it, ways because if it's an hbo show like you've got to have all the contracts signed and you know by season four they're not doing it anymore and like you know what i mean like it, mm. it would be it's a big deal where is that only big deal in this this movie in fact it was like i don't even know how they would have talked about it, mm. you know well what about that scene just after a carter gets beaten beaten the piss out of him with with those baseball bats like and this is a question I had because it was a little bit confusing that one of the guys bends over and just like rips open yeah. coffees and they just sort of, because she's lying down and sort of, you know, sort of angled back a little bit, like they oh, just yes. kind of, they just flop out. Oh, yes. But then but then he's like doing something. It's really ambiguous what he's doing down he there. Like just checking. Just, yeah, exactly. What's he checking for? <laughs> I think, I mean, AJ, did you read that? Like he literally was just feeling her up? <laughs> I think so. Is that what he's doing? Because that's quite brilliant. Like that's <laughs> deeply offensive, but very brilliant because like, I mean, these desperados, I mean, I mean, and she's so extraordinary. It's like, no shit he had to check. Like, I mean, <laughs> you know, no. like, oh, and he was well, keen I, to rape her. <laughs> Well, he was. That's yeah. your word, not mine. He was a bit low on time, though. I think he was. Mm. And then because the guy goes, "We ain't got time for that shit." <laughs> so, <laughs> well, that guy's clearly gay. It, well, yeah. Well, anyway. <laughs> okay, so maybe moving on to the titties, we'll come back to them uh, briefly uh, later, I'm sure. But you know, just before we move on to out of the gutter for a second, um, can I just say? 70, 70s stripping is the absolute worst. <laughs> yeah. It's the yeah. fucking worst. AJ, AJ, what the fuck is 70s stripping about? What are the <laughs> what the fuck are they doing? I want to get her under the wing and say, what the stop, stop. What are you what are you doing? Just, what are you doing? I'm just I'm just, just grooving, baby. I'm just, just grooving. being really awkward. I'm grooving. Just, and you go, no, stop. There, there, there's an awful strip. <laughs> strip club scene in Dirty Harry when he's like tailing Scorpio yes. and he goes to a, a titty bar and it's the same deal. It's just this weird dancing and and the chicks are like surrounded by candles and stuff. And I mean, <laughs> bit like that. I mean, I, I don't know. Maybe it's just it's different times because even the 80s 
stuff like you know it's a, it's a, obviously a little bit more recognizable to us but at the same time they're doing the 80s stars more that that nasty girl in um Beverly Hills Cop it's yeah, like it's a bit yeah. more it's more, more it's aggressive ag- aggressive mm. LA <laughs> LA chi- <laughs> like just yeah that sort of cherry pie film mm. clip dancing where you just go I don't know like I don't know what the deal is so I've just been destroyed by anaconda and stuff so yeah a like, bit of a man eater yeah mm. Yeah. So anyway, this is just crazy. I looked at this stripping. It's just this sort of like, I don't know, like, I don't know how to describe it. It's sort of just, ju- 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 um, it's just bad performance art. Yeah. They're like yeah, strung yeah. out dancing with their eyes closed and just selfish. <laughs> just yeah. And you're just like, and you're like, baby, what are you doing? <laughs> Stop, <laughs> this shit. Stop it. No, but I haven't seen every time in the seventies. It's always that it's always yeah. just, 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 just sort of snaking around like, you know, non-committal. non-committal. Yeah. That's what it is. It's like, it's, it's like, they're not, yeah. they're not here for you. you yes. Know? Yeah. Like, you know, I mean, you don't need to give me your heart and soul. <laughs> <laughs> they're just it. treating it like a Zumba class or something. Yeah. <laughs> well, anyway, that's that was my gripe. All right. <laughs> uh, speaking of titties, do all the ladies lose their tops in the cat fight? I reckon. So back to the titties. It's good. Or, or, or they almost all do. It's great. Yeah, they. Most of them. Oh, Meg, you don't have any salad. <laughs> <laughs> that cat fight, incredible. The, the fight um, with Priscilla, incredible. Oh, yes, when she's yes. going to glass the fuck out of it, amazing. Yeah. But then, when, but then when Harriet comes in, Loved the like, it. The, the like, is, is she like the female pimp to Priscilla? Is that the deal? She's now? a girlfriend, isn't it? Yeah, she's a girlfriend. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, because she's calling my old man. Yeah, mm. it's a seventies sort of version of yeah. whatever's. Of, what yeah, but today. but then they have sort of a almost fight that that <laughs> that I love because it's exactly I think what a fight would be like in that situation between two chicks. Like every every fight in this movie, every stunt feels fucking dangerous. Yes, <laughs> like that broken bottle in Definitely. the scene, clearly yeah. real. It's yes, clearly, yeah, it's yeah, yeah, clearly real. You look at it and you just go, "Yep, that's real." Um, yeah. And then the smashing of chairs, you're like, "Yep, that's real too." Yeah. Uh, like there's no breakaway stuff. It's just like, you know, and so it's a, yes, it's a bit slower, but, you know, still very forceful and dangerous. Yeah. So you want to play with knives, huh? Well, you picked the wrong player. No, no, please look. I didn't mean nothing. Please. Oh, no. Oh. no, I'm going to give you another slice to match the one you got from that. Don't push him, him unless you tell me where he keeps the stuff. No, please. He'll kill me. Oh, God. All right, all right. He's got a fireplace. It's in a box under the ashes. Harriet! Harriet! What the hell is going on here? She busted in here trying to make me. Get her out of here. That cat fight is, is, you know, legendary, really. Like, you look Mm. at it and you just go, I mean... The way it builds and builds and builds, and then builds up to the the the, the piece de resistance, which is the razor blades, and then yes. like you know, she looks at her hands. Uh, Meg looked at her hands, and blood's pouring down. Mm. And then just quick cut to uh, coffee, looking looking beat, like like with her, with her hands on her hips, going yeah, like just breathing. And you just and the guys like Arturo is just going, I must have her now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, she hides the razor blades in her in her afro. Mm. Yes, and and afros are like all purpose handbags. They're like, 
<laughs> you hide all sorts of shit in there. But that must be no. That's a wig, that right? Because you can't. Well, uh, look, and I'm so ignorant about Afro. No, I'm I'm so ignorant. So if you've got an Afro, if you want to have a listener, you've got an Afro, please tell me how it works because I don't have one, so I don't know. <laughs> I'm just saying her hair was really curly in that. Can you, you can't curl an Afro like that, can you? I don't know. Well, see, I thought it must be a wig too, but then I thought, well, wouldn't the wig just come off really easily when she grabbed it? Like, well, it might be a weave. Oh, I don't know what that is really. <laughs> well, see, now I, I am really... I'm in this sense, I guess, like, you know, I win, I win black people and you lose. Oh, Jesus. (laughs) You win them all. No, no, no. I know this, in my defense, I know this because of Chris Rock's uh, wonderful documentary called Good Hair. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. Good Hair, which is, which was a long time ago now, I guess. But that was, that was the, I watched this doc. Have you seen that doco, AJ? No, I haven't. Oh, you'd really like it. So basically, Chris Rock explains because until you watch that doco, if you're if you're a honky like me <laughs> and you crackers, <laughs> then you don't you got no fucking idea. And you watch this documentary and you go, oh my god! Like he, you go every every black woman who has hair like Beyonce hair has a weave, and mm. like they go and then he follows the process of where they get it from, and they mainly get it from India. So they get, um, you know, uh, this big export of hair from India. They want that straight black hair. And so um, he follows the whole thing. And his whole whole thing in that doco was like, you know, encouraging people to get their natural hair. And I've heard um, Kevin Samuels talk about this as well, like say your natural hair and stuff like that. So it's a whole big deal. I don't know much about it. Like, you know, and sorry. It's if I hair extensions. Deeply offended people. But yes, well, there you go. So so have I explained it appropriately to Ricky? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So it's a very, it's expensive as fuck too. It Ricky. is. How much, AJ? Hundreds. That, it's expensive, and it and it depends on what the quality, and you can dye it, and yeah, it's crazy. And 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 I'm going into a lot of detail, and I'm sorry if I'm making this uh, um uh, 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 Jonathan Astro's black studies because <laughs> I know, I don't know shit. <laughs> However, have you ever heard um, black comedians talk about? They make jokes about how how um you know how protective women are of uh, uh, black women are of their hair. Mm. And stuff like you know they'll say you know well it's coarse jokes isn't it aj they'll say stuff like don't come in my hair and stuff like that <laughs> <laughs> i expected that from all park not you actually. i know but i know but no no because i started saying the thing and then i was like oh no i've got to tell them what the, i've got to give an example and it was only going to be semen or something you know? oh shit when <laughs> he just started <laughs> All right. Well, maybe we pivot. Pivot. Okay. So, so um, don't you think that the the cheaper a movie is, because this is a cheap movie, like, but well, relatively cheap for Hollywood standards. What five hundred thousand? I think it ended up making two million. So very successful. And there's a there's a bit of a maybe that we can trivia about that later. Maybe. About- uh, not so much about the money, but I do know it was uh, very successful. Okay. Well, I hope, I'm not going to step on your toes here, but basically, um. I think the, the someone involved, one of the producers or whatever, uh, was had a film that he'd signed away called Cleopatra Jones, and then uh, it was a big mistake. Like because uh, he came to Jack Hill and said, "Oh my God, like uh, we need a we need a revenge story, you know, for the uh, an urban audience. You know, want a black revenge story? Go and do it." And then this ended up making uh, a lot more money than 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 the other film Cleopatra Jones. But uh, what I was going to say is, the cheaper a movie is, the more documentary like. 
it necessarily becomes. So we were just talking about the stunts and how they, they they're you know <laughs> fucking real, and yeah. um, it's just something about the locations. Like like they're, they're, like this was in LA, correct? Or looked like LA? Thereabouts, yeah, yeah, probably. Right. So it just really did feel like a snapshot of LA in the early seventies. Because yeah. yeah. no, there's, no, there's no studio stuff. No. Like it, like there are plenty of movies where it's it could be all studio where you just go, oh my God, like, like there's no, you wouldn't know maybe, but there's nothing real in there. Whereas because they don't have the money for it, you get real LA streets, like real, it, like it's just like a real um, postcard for, and, and it was making me think of Jackie Brown actually, because you sort of hang out in 90s LA uh, in those similar sorts of uh, locations. Mm. in Jackie yeah. Brown and that's what this was it was like a real a, a real real hangout film and she was just as beautiful in Jackie Brown she aged really well absolutely yeah she's yep. Pam Greer is extraordinary Stunning. I mean she, actually I know I've mentioned Kevin, Kevin Samuels a lot lately but he she is on his uh on his um uh top, he, so when he gives women that that scale out of 10 she's mm. on the, she's on the on the upper upper range yeah, she's stunning. Extraordinary. You know, I think she even gets a shout out in Ebert's review. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Is that coming up? Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was just funny because I was like, mm, okay. Because because uh, uh, imagine if you wrote a review now and you were like, oh, yes, the lead is so beautiful or something like that. People, <laughs> people yeah. would go, fucking what? They go, what? what is <laughs> yeah. I said, she's beautiful. And they go, how, how dare you? How dare you? <laughs> yeah, yeah. What you mean is you're an asshole. Speaking of beautiful... How much do you love King George and his jumpsuit and cape? Amazing. <laughs> and his moose knuckle. You get to see his moose knuckle too. <laughs> so <laughs> so good. So oh, what do you think of, uh, so the scene where King George uh, and Coffee have sex. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> He, what do you think of King George's body? <laughs> yes, I was going to bring this up. What do you think of his body? When he, when he unzips, his, when he unzips, it was amazing. Because he's he not, because he's, because he's not fat, and he's no, not, and he's, he's not, he's not fit. trim. He's no. not fat or fit. Yeah, that's it reminded right. me of that movie, The Great White Height, with um, Damon Wayans. I don't know if you've seen that movie. A long time ago. Silly movie, and then Damon Wayans is like this boxer, and he's got this latex paunch that they give him, and it reminded me of that sort of offense to this to King George. Really. But, uh, well, King George the pimp, like just his getup, you know, it is it it it's classic pimp wear, but just the material of it too looks it looks like wool or something. It's really like velvet. Mm, yeah, I don't know. It's it just it it looks weird. Or is it Terry Towling? Yeah, it's like, yeah, maybe it's Terry Towling. It, it just looks like an old bedspread or something that it's made out of. So you know? good. So, but this is something that now this is cultural. This is this is a cultural thing. Like the, the, the pimp culture is like well, it looms large in sections of 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 the black community, or at least it did. I'm not quite sure where where everyone's at with it now. Um, so I mean, it's just so. I don't know. I mean, this guy, he's. He's like the second main character. Yeah. Mm. Don't yeah. you think? Like it's like coffee and I mean he gets his own song. Yeah. He does, yeah. So, you know, she gets like two songs, mm. I think, <laughs> you know, and he gets one. And that's like, you know, there's no song saying Congressman Howard. <laughs> you know? <laughs> like, Do you think that people are having pimps and hoes as dress-ups anymore? 
I think they should though. Yeah. Because the themed they're, they're, dress ups. Because but but, but as long as you don't the, don black face. Oh god. <laughs> like uh Trudeau. Yeah. Just don't do a Trudeau. <laughs> Why did the look, I don't want to get off track. But but Canada's in the news right now because of all the, the stuff that's going on with this truck stuff they're doing. Hmm. But seriously, why does their prime minister love blackface so much? Like, I mean, seriously, I mean, we talk a lot of shit on this podcast, but I tell you what, I ain't never done blackface. <laughs> this motherfucker's done it a bunch of times. A bunch of times. <laughs> <laughs> but as prime minister, he went to India in some sort of official meeting capacity and he, he came dressed in like a Bollywood getup with a <laughs> turban and stuff. Like, But that's not what that photo is. is <laughs> no, not that of, one. Not there's that one where one. he's got a turban on and he's got like this, you know. Just... Shoe polish. <laughs> well, <laughs> your words. And um, <laughs> anyway, it's damning stuff. And I don't know why he's got done it so much. I just like I'm confused because if you, someone did it once, you'd go like, you know, that's usually enough. But. He's done it a couple of times and you're like, fuck, man, did you ever think of just going as Dracula or? <laughs> you know what I mean, AJ, though? <laughs> why didn't you just go as Teen Wolf or something? Why are you going to go That's as, right. Why are you going to go as, oh, what are you being? I'm a black guy. And you go, <laughs> what's fucking wrong with you, dude? Yeah. You're educated, man. Like, shut, what the, what's wrong with you? You know what his profession was before Prime Minister? What, racist? No, <laughs> substitute drama teacher. No, really? get out. Yep. Nah. Yep. Wow. Is that why he's Jesus. such a drama queen? Yeah. And that's why he loves dressing up. Fucking hell. <laughs> anyway, what a dreadful man. Moving okay, on. pivot. <laughs> um, back to costume. What about what Omar was wearing when he was guarding her by the oh, pool? Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, yes. He's wearing that that weird, it's, it's like a handkerchief that's had the four corners like tied it's a very, mm. I, I feel like it's a very, um, like, Italian, old man Italian thing to do. Right? <laughs> Eastern yeah. European? Maybe, yeah. With the red shorts? Yeah. Booty, booty shorts. That actor is, <laughs> his name is Sid Haig, and yeah. he is, he's wonderful, and he's had a resurgence, well, I guess it's a long time ago now, but, you know, sort of, uh, I, I suppose he fell in with Rob Zombie's crowd. Um, and, and, you know, was in House of a Thousand Corpses and The Devil's Rejects and all of Rob Zombie's sort of movies. And what you sort of learn about him, like, well, he's, he's quite, be- he, well, like in comparison, because he's, he's, you know, sort of fat and old gross now. Uh, and whereas back then he's, he's sort of like a strapping henchman, you know what I mean? Mm. Like, like, you know, actually, AJ, I didn't even put him on the list tonight, to be frank with you. And I think I should have. <laughs> Maybe I'll just we'll hold off on that. I might do a couple okay. of bon- bonuses, but um, yeah, no. So Sid Haig, he's wonderful. So he is where that out. He is do- working overtime, and that, that, he's one of these actors that I can understand why later uh, directors sort of have fallen in love with him as a character actor and taken him, you know, and uh, and done stuff with him. Because in this movie, he's working overtime. He's like. I mean that's that scene's great, like where he's 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 got the trunks on and and the thing, but there's a the, the first scene he rolls up and he's just sort of um, swinging his dick with it with another henchman and he's yeah. like yeah. and he's and the stuff they say together is, is that's a glorious scene. You could cut yeah. that scene out if you want, but, mm. but don't do it because he is he's really fucking good. Like it's really it's understated and like it's perfect because you go wow like that's one of those scenes where you say, you know what, um, uh, two hard men uh, would would do that yes. they would yeah. fuck with each other like that and and like i feel like he's he's totally plugged in don't look so hostile studs 
We're all on the same side now. They're working for us. I work for the king. That's all. Studs need a manicure. You need a shine. I think it's good for the story too, because you get a sense of the two rival camps, but then after they sort of lynch King George and, and sort of absorb him into their organization mm. now, like I, I think that makes, I don't know, it just, it just works. It makes the story richer, you know. And the car scene where they kidnap King George yes. was incredible though, the start when he thinks it's a joke. Yes. That was yeah. really good. I... I love it was that tra- scene. It was tragic too. Did you guys feel a oh, little no, sorry no, for no, him? No, because I, I, I was like, oh, this is this is good, and then it just made the end result so much worse. What do you yeah. think of this? The what do you build think of up. So I, I, I don't know what you guys think. I feel like because I wondered, I thought it was, re- I felt really sorry for him. Yeah. Now I think the pro because the pro the, the issue is like he is a dealer that's true and you know we have to i think take their word for it that he's been involved in you know kids and whoever else getting it getting drugs mm. we we actually haven't seen him dispatch anyone like himself no yeah. so that is maybe part of it like you know actually we don't even hear any stories about him killing anyone is that correct yeah that's true you don't hear so anything. So, so we don't hear any stories about him killing anyone and we don't and you see him walking around in a ridiculous costume as well yeah and he's and he's um he seems does he does he have any really bad behavior towards his his women no nah, he he seems soft he, he does doesn't seem hard he's not hard he's not smacking them around like like he's um you know i mean he does what he has to do here and there, but he doesn't. He's not like the like a really really bad pimp. Like like he's not like Gary Oldman in fucking True Romance, mm. where you just go, oh, you got to go, you got. Yeah. Go. So um, I think the the reason that's one reason. The sec the main reason is because he doesn't get it. Like it's not fair, and uh, it's because it's one thing paying for your crimes. It's maddening to 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 to. He's dying. He can almost sense that he's dying for no reason. Mm. Yeah. Like it's like. Because because in Scarface, for instance, like Tony, if Tony was in heaven at the very end, he he would say, you know what, um, I I fucking blew it, like, and everything's on me. Like I I the stuff I did ultimately was all my fault. You know what mm. I mean? Like like and I and because I sold drugs, I killed people, I killed, you know, my best friend, I did whatever, and that guy shot me in the back, and and I did all of that, and I got to go. I get it. You know, he would he would I'm sure uh, agree with that. And here. It's one of those things where you just go, well, it's he, this isn't crime paying. This is like, um, you know, him just in that, because you put yourself in that moment where you're just like, oh my God, there's no way I can convince these two hitmen that they shouldn't kill me. Mm. And they're, they're, it's, a, it's a mistaken identity thing or something, you know? Hello, King. Hop in, let's talk. Hey, okay, now, come on, you guys. Now, what's this shit now? No, what's the gag? <laughs> It's going to be very funny. I'll take this key. Hey, I know. I know. The big man's got a surprise bonus for me for that cool little trick I sent him, right? <laughs> that right, right? <laughs> Jesus, you guys had me going there for a minute. <laughs> hey, man, now wait a minute. Wait a minute, man. That's something you dudes ain't telling me now. Out, King. Hey, no, man, no. Out. I am not getting out of this car. Now, will somebody please talk to me for Christ's sake? No, I mean, wait a minute. Somebody please tell me, man, what have I done? You remember I had a surprise for you, huh? 
New necktie. Special woven. Fourteen noble maidens. Cut out the joking now. Come on. Now, I can take a joke as good as anybody, man, but this is going too damn far. Hey, man, tell me, what did I do? Man, what did I do? And I don't even know what I did. Stuff like that lifts this movie out of, out of its uh, weight range. Definitely. Into something else. And I think that's why QT is obsessed with it, because it's Sid Haig's performance. It's that scene. It's the cat fight. It's these, these things really just like, you know, really leap. And and sure, we've talked about the cat fight, but her fighting men is like she's a badass. She She's not. She's very strong, even with the men. Yeah. But what I like about it is it is realistic, though, you know. She's not. Kicking butt. She's not kicking butt like a like a superhero. But she is you know? though. No, but in the not in the not in the way that like Chloe Moretz or whatever her fucking name is would do, or someone like no, like know, she she gets Lycra. yeah. But when she's holding the fucking shotgun, you know she's she's doing it. Yeah, no, <laughs> I'm and, scared. No, but and they they don't do any favors too, like because you can't just you know it's the rules are different. You can't just have a shotgun. She's got to do it in heels. Yeah, that's yeah. yeah. So, yeah. you know, that's the thing. It's it's doubly hard. It's like that old uh, uh, ginger, uh, uh, Fred and Ginger quote. It's like you know, uh, Ginger did everything Fred did, but backwards, mm. <laughs> and in high heels, and in high heels. Mm. So yeah. it's you know that's what, so she's got to be badass, look badass, and be a little bit sexy while she's doing it. But but she she's using all of her uh, skills to uh, to her ultimate goal. Like she's she uses the honeypot thing. Amazingly, like the way she gets, um, she gets Omar out of the car to, you know, sort of do it. They're going to do it in in just this dirty alleyway or something. Or, no, trash. it's under, un, yeah, in the trash underneath a bridge. <laughs> you know, mm. Con- convinces him that that she's got the hots for him, and that you know, isn't it a shame you're going to kill me because you know we could have had a good thing going, you know? Mm. And then she's able to escape because she stabs him in the neck or whatever, like. That that was amazing, and you totally buy it too. The way she That's looks nice. at him, the way she talks—it's just like amazing. Species. It's just species. I just want you to know that personally, I think it's a damn shame to let a good piece like you go to waste. Thanks, I do too. Especially when I think of all the fun I could have had with a good-looking stud like you. Yeah. You really mean that? It ain't too late, you know. It ain't. Oh no. I can take care of you right now. How can you look good on your back in a pile of trash? (laughs) (laughs) You've got to be when you're a ten. When you're a ten, you can be laying in whatever. That's right. (laughs) And look strung out. Like she she looks fucked up, even though she's not. And yeah, she was amazing. It was incredible. You mentioned Tarantino before. Like, I thought this film is pretty much a Tarantino film without the slick dialogue and the big movie stars, you know? Like, I think Tarantino rips so much off this and, and other sort of movies of this kind, you know? Well, when he was when he was proper, he did. Like, oh. Well, no, no, he's still brilliant and, like, I, I'll defend him to the death particularly. Like, <laughs> let's put it all in perspective. Like, you know, if I had to choose between... You know, late Tarantino now, and any and fucking Spider Man No Way Home. I'll, you know, I'll give you, I'll give you the tip, AJ. 
Tom Holland's not coming with me. So, uh, but you know, he it's certainly there's a lot in this. But I would argue that there's actually some dialogue cues uh, that have inspired him, particularly that first one. LaBelle Coffin is my little sister. LaBelle. Shooting smack at 11, and you got her out of your dirty shame. Please. Please. Her whole life is gone. She can never get it back. And you're living real good. That ain't right. It ain't right. So gonna take the shot. I can't. Better kill me. Maybe it will and maybe it won't. But if it do, you're gonna fly through them pearly gates with the biggest fucking smile St. Peter ever seen. No, no. I don't even remember your little sister. No. Uh, a great, uh, a, a great piece of dialogue and like poetic, you know. And some of his other films, uh, Jack Hill's other films, like uh, that he's obsessed with, Switchblade Sisters, has some similar sort of dialogue. And I think that's the sort of the line that Tarantino is inspired by. I think, you know. Um, but but look, this movie is a frustrating mixture of brilliance and shittiness. Do you know what I mean? Like, but that's the best. It is the best. It is the best. It is the best. And uh, and and I think that's what Tarantino has always trumpeted. He's always well. He mm, arguably has popularized the com- the com- the combining or the or the conflation, sorry, of high and low culture. So he would reference in his in his best movies. Um, we'd get references to Godard. So you know, Band Apart and you know, all those Godard films. And then uh, we would also get references to, you know, yeah, Coffee and Switchblade Sisters and, and whatever. And so he he would say it's all it's all good, you know. And um, so he's really quite, uh, I mean, I'm talking about Tarantino now, but it, he, he really is a an exceptional sort of Andy Warhol-like figure in terms of cinema, uh, someone who's, who's done so much. And this is, this is one of his main primary texts, this film, like he loves this movie, has supported this movie. In fact, has talked to the director and said said mad shit to the director that even the director's like, yeah, I don't know about that. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I love that. Like he's gone too far. Like he's just said, like this is like you know some shit in Switchblade Sisters. He's like, this is like you know Shakespeare or something. And he's just like, yeah, yeah, I don't know, man. So, so which is which is good. You know, going too far. So, but but what I mean is that, that, like, I think there's a lot of stuff in this movie. I mean, we've talked about some of the elements already, like obviously Pam Grier's star-making performance, and um, uh, you know, she's she's electric, and there are those those dialogue cues, and then there's the, there's elements of I think the elements of the plotting are really really deft. For example, uh, people take this shit for granted, so it just set up some payoffs, and I think that. Uh, there's a mixture in this movie of, of of incredible setups and payoffs, and you know not so great ones. So one of the one of the great ones is I mentioned it in the synopsis, which is Coffee replacing the drugs from King George to sabotage his, sabotage his business, and then in the third act, the thugs wanting to give her a hot dose, and it's the sugar from King George's <laughs> yeah. uh, stash. That is wonderful plotting. That is wonderful plotting, and totally underrated and i i anyone out there who thinks they can write a movie just try and do it and see if you can you can do a setup and payoff like that now uh there's another there's but then it's it's you know it's sort of undone by stuff like the guy I, I, just a random honky picks her up and says hey baby and she again <laughs> says oh yeah let's have sex and then he goes all right i'll just go and get some liquor and he leaves his keys yes, in the car yeah and he goes in to get them and she drives off of the car and you go fuck <laughs> you just go why don't just have a walk or something like why have you got you, you know you ruin these brilliant um 
uh, uh, moments with um with those other things. Yeah, she should have pulled a knife out of her afro and said, "Give me the fucking car." To the car. To the to the guy she picks up. Oh right, right yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, and terrible exposition as well. Like, so when she's doing the replacing of the drugs, she says out of her own mouth when no one is in the room, she says. Now, Mr. King, don't push her. You're going to have a few irate customers pretty soon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And you go, who are you talking to? Stop that. Yeah. Stop that. Like, just, you know, so I understand why. Yeah, and look, to be honest, I think they shot this movie in three weeks. So it's like. Jesus. It's a- no, no, you know, it's in my trivia, 18 days. Fuck That's me. exactly how long. That's so crazy. That is what it is. And, and that's why you've got to keep that in mind, like. They didn't, you know, some movies they shoot for a year you know? <laughs> and, and they just, they just, you know, it goes on and on. Whereas this is just in and out. And so you get what you get. And so what the, the, the imagine what he could have done if he'd had a bit more firepower and whatever. Another, another nice little, maybe thematic uh, stuff that's quite nice. Um, Officer Carter's response to Coffee's question about revenge. She asked him about revenge and says, you know, don't you want to get, wouldn't you want to take out these, these drug dealers who you know who they are? His response is 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 actually um, pointed and well, quite quite valid. He said he says that you know yeah sure, but it doesn't work like that. And and we're, and and they're just one link in the chain that leads mm. all the way back to where to to Vietnam or somewhere overseas. So talking about like you know sort of narco uh, uh, international or global narco businesses or whatever. And I thought that was one of those things where you go oh wow like that's and the point of that was really exploring this idea of of revenge and exploring like it wasn't just like in one of our well one or certainly one of my favorite genres is rape revenge and you know sometimes you know maybe they don't engage in a question like this enough where it's like you know why why is is what i'm doing okay and wouldn't you want to do it because really it's meant to you know women where you could not have this scene and and just you know have a get on with it and some of the black exploitation movies that you know along the similar vein do that and and that's why they're not as good. Some of Brunswick's lines are incredible. When you put it like that. <laughs> I've got one. I've got one. No, I just said one. So no, when, he, when he goes like he, he says that yeah. they should go away. Yeah. yeah. And then and then she she spills a drink on his and his pecker and goes down on him and he says, Oh, when you put it like that, baby. <laughs> <laughs> so smooth, you know? Yeah, yeah. Oh no, actually I got some I don't have any written down from him, actually. I've got I got one from uh King George. Come on. He goes, look over there. I got plenty of tail. I got more tail than I can handle. I even got white tail. Oh, <laughs> hey, can you stop being so offensive? That wasn't King George. That was the guy in the first scene. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it was too. Sorry. <laughs> I fucked that up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Black, brown or yellow. I'm in it for the green. But it is But it is a good line. Or, or what about when um, Coffee first meets King George and she's like, oh, yes, Mr. George, I presume. And he says, uh, you're the lady from Jamaica who called me. That I am, Mon. And I can see that you're not at all disappointed, of course. So I'll come straight to the point, as I like to do. <laughs> <laughs> that is that is just like word for word. She's just reads, you know, just saying that like these words and you go, wait, wait, wait. We need to someone should have said, wait, wait, shouldn't we do another take where just 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 naturalize it a bit? It's how, it sounds like you're reading from a book. Yeah. It seems like I'm in a dream and I'm still in a dream. (laughs) Uh, Here's actually, here's one from um, this one's from Brunswick, right? When he says, uh, when a a man gets to my age, he can't satisfy them lusty bitches no more. Good point. 
Good point. I mean, the man speaks truth. So. <laughs> <laughs> or he says black, brown, or yellow. I'm in it for the green. The green yeah, buck. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you you said it, AJ. This is uh, my one of my major points for the evening, and that is that that's the key quote. You know, he uh, he says further to that um, to the bad guys. He said when it's we find out that he's juiced in with them. He says, "You've been listening to my political speeches. I thought you'd be more intelligent than, than to listen to crap like that. For Christ's sake, black, brown, or yellow, I did it for the green, the green buck." Aww. And so, this is a dangerous idea to the elites uh, because this is their playbook, and maybe it always has been. So, financial interest trumps everything. Um, look at the corporations that use slave labor in China while pummeling you with woke ads. Um, you know, the corruption uh, uh, at the heart of coffee is timeless. And I think that's why it endures. And, and it's the people who publicly advocate the issues and say they care the most that we should be looking into, really. So, you know, if you look at um, a lot of these Democrats, for instance, like, you know, some of them are just rich beyond, beyond belief. Do you know what I mean? And yet mm. they would say they care the most and they're doing the political ads just like this guy. And so I think this is actually in, in the modern context, a very subversive idea. This is an idea that we actually don't hear enough now. Um, maybe we haven't heard it since The Wire or something. Uh, I feel like, you know, it's as conspiratorial as I get, but I feel like, uh, you know, they'd, they would rather you watch Ant-Man. They really want you, um, they want you dumb. They want you dumb and or at each other's throats, and uh, they don't want you looking at what they're doing. And I think he, this is this really hit me. I was like, oh, yeah. And what a, what a great message and such a respectful message because it also treats uh, people of colour uh, like human beings, uh, capable of corruption, of flaws, of, of all the bad things, uh, like anyone else, like it because they are human beings after all. And so what a certain kind of... Uh, um, let's just say, let's just say, extremist on 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 either end of the of the political spe- spectrum. What they want you to believe is uh, that you know people of color are um, you know either perpetual victims. You know, I suppose on the very the extreme far right, they'd be thinking of 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 you know what genetic differences or something like that, something terrible. And then on the left, it would be oh, you know, be my victim. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. having a character like this, I think this is totally underrated. Like when you've got someone, and we need to get back to this, where where we where you 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 know you nod your head and say, now that is that is respectful. Like I mean, and he's not alone. There's, there's actually obviously a lot of uh, um, uh, people of color in this movie in different capacities. But this having having the respect because look at look and to be full disclosure, I haven't seen Black Panther, but what I do know about it. Is I'm almost 100% sure that the bad guy is a honky. <laughs> is that right? <laughs> it's Kenneth Branagh or something like that. Anyway, uh, I'm almost 100% sure, sure of that. So if you're listening to this and I'm wrong, email in. But uh, uh, this is one of those things where I just think it's it's really next level. You know, you go yes, mm. great work. I, I've got a question for you. What? Why is it called black exploitation? I don't know. Because it it you know it it seems like it's given a lot of black. Uh, actors and and crew people and directors uh, and what have you jobs and exposure and but yet it seems like a negative thing when you call it black exploitation. Mm. Oh well, because it's just well because well, exploitation comes from exploitation. So um, and exploitation has connotations of being um, cheap, down dirty, um, often to do with um, sex and violence. Uh, you know, to, and it's also you're also implying that. 
um, you're exploiting these things to to make a quick buck. So it makes it like a, a cheap sideshow event. So it's a it's a way of denigrating it in in a way. Um, I, I don't know where the where the actual term comes from, but that's you know, like um, yeah. So it's, but, it comes, but do you think it's an accurate label for what it is? Well, it's a very old term now. Uh, so um, I don't know. Like it, yeah, I don't know. What does it say here? Uh, an, an ethnic subgenre of the exploitation film that emerged in the United States during the 1970s. And I, I guess, you know, if you, if you just, if you call them exploitation films and you're just using it as a, as a way to say, oh, they're all, they're the ones that mainly concerned uh, the black community or a certain section of the black, black community or whatever. And that, and, and had these, these conventions, I guess it could work just as that. But if you're talking about, you know, when you actually start thinking about it and saying like, well, you know, I don't know. Well, I don't know. What do you think? Should it just be exploitation? When I think of the word exploitation, I think of, of people uh, working on the films getting exploited, so not getting paid or getting treated badly or... Oh, really? I, I don't know if that's 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 accurate. Like, well, you know, I mean, it's it's just as valid as anything else on its face. Well, but... that's what I always I always thought about it. No, or, or or that they're or that they're exploiting black black people's stories, you know, for for white people's. Now remember, Wikipedia is probably just controlled by the Chinese Communist Party now. But uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, Red China says um, an exploitation film is a film that attempts to succeed financially by exploiting current trends, niche genres, or lurid content. Exploitation films are generally low low quality B movies. Uh, they sometimes attract critical attention and cult following. Some of these films, such as Not a Living Dead, set trends and become historically important. So uh, they're leaning more onto onto the current trends that you know. But I mean, it's by virtue of the fact that they're independent movies. They're obviously cheap, and um, they're not. They're not. Exp- I mean, it's certainly down and dirty. And you know, is everyone um, in in the Screen Actors Guild and? Are they doing it all union? Probably not. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of. But that's time. independent cinema in general, right? It is. So, so in terms of every, to get stuff made, everyone getting exploitation. I feel like so. I feel like in this in this context, from what I gather, I don't think there's that the term black exploitation is commenting on exploitation of black people, right? At all. I think it's just because because exploitation is just, an exploitation film is saying, oh, you you, you know, because the same lurid content and whatever in this movie coffee is in you know other other exploitation movies except yeah, this one's yeah. got this one's got that that the, the hallmarks of this one are you know that sort of um the the uh, black culture uh and um the music and hints. so so if it's jumping on on current trends it sounds more like it sounds more, more like a hack writer you know someone who yes is always trying to find the next big thing and jumping on yeah, uh, whatever band well, rip-offs. They right do rip-offs yeah. and stuff, and like, yeah. um, you know, like if you look at look at the stuff they've done here, like think of, think about it. So some of the I'm not going to read out some of these titles, but um, some of these. Uh, so they did Blackula, which was a, a horror film. Um, uh, they did. Um, they even jumped on the kung fu thing. Uh, with um, Black Belt Jones. Yeah, Black Belt Jones, and and so you know you see a lot of different um, uh. And obviously the revenge film, because and the this type of film, coffee, this revenge film, this was this was big. So so Death Wish, uh, you know that film we uh, we've seen before, Thriller, or they call their one eye. Oh, why don't we yeah. do that film? Oh yeah. Oh AJ, have you seen that? No. Oh, oh yes. <laughs> they call her one eye. They call her one eye, aka Thriller. 
Um, incredible movie. Uh, another QT favourite. We, we gave that film to a guy. Do you remember, Astro, we gave it to a guy that probably shouldn't have watched that movie. Who? Do you remember? I'm not going to say his name. No, no, don't say his name. I'm just saying, like, like what, 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 uh, we'll say it and cut it out. <laughs> sure. Uh, now, was this person, if memory serves, was he sort of buttoned down a bit? Like, he was, not- he was super autiste, yeah. Uh, and, and, and super like nervous about anything, you know, uh, racy yeah. or anything. Because like there's that. scenes in the movie, AJ, where you see, you see cock and balls. Right? Hey. You see so, penetration. I don't want to ruin it. <laughs> well, actually, this, this is famously um, uh, a lot of tangents now, but, but famously uh, Tarantino gave it to Daryl Hannah. And Daryl Hannah said, because her, her character is modelled a, l- a little bit in look after, yeah. after the lead in this movie, she said, you know, um, you, it, um, to him, you gave me a porno. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. So well, that's we, what you did to us uh, a couple of weeks ago. Definitely. Uh, you gave us no, a this, porno. There was no penetration in Felicity. You gave us a couple of pornos, really. Yeah, well, you know, <laughs> your words. Who talks about Blackmore? Not me. That's true. Ricky or Pike. <laughs> He's gearing up to eventually say, hey, you know what we should do? What? what? Let's, do, let's do Black next week. Who <laughs> black? Yeah. What do you mean? Well, well speaking, of, speaking of porno, what about how she pours the drink on Howard's knob and then starts feasting on it? Like, I ain't never seen that in a movie before. There was another thing sexy in that, or funny and real, or I don't know what. She laughs and says, you shouldn't have made me laugh. Yes. Mm. What is this? I, I think I know what this is. Is that what I think it is? Yes. That is too real. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's too real. I'm like, that, what a detail. Like, like yeah. think yeah. about it. Like, you know, I'm serious. They were still making um, John Wayne Westons at this time. <laughs> And then you could go and see Rio Lobo with John Weston in one cinema, and then in the next cinema, go to coffee, and and a woman, like you know, say, like says you shouldn't make me laugh, and we're picturing you know the rest of it. Right? <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm just saying. I've already mentioned something similar. Say earlier. it. I've mentioned something earlier. <laughs> say it. I mentioned Spunk earlier, and I don't want to talk about it too much. Okay. It's 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 cyber cinema, not not spunk spunk cinema. Okay? Right. <laughs> I need to talk about it. So anyway, uh, well, look, I think uh, let's just get this out of the way, AJ. All right, now I got a few, you know, I, I got it's keeper or creeper. I've got a couple of uh, people for you and some bonuses. I think just just to get them get them out of the way, we might as well start uh, with some with someone I, I missed. So. I've got Sid Haig as Omar, henchman of, uh, <laughs> of Vitroni. Is this? I didn't know. You. Oh, Arturo. That's how I know him. So um, what do we say about him? I think um, athletic. I mean, he's tall. He looks tall. Mm, he um, does look tall. He's bald. He is. <laughs> so, but sort of, he, I think he wears it well. Yeah. He's got a good shape. He's a hard worker. Definitely a hard worker. Hard worker. Mm. Um, Loves his job. Loves his job. Yeah, definitely dedicated. Um, quite a bit, bit playful, I think, as well. Um, and I, I think got, uh, quite bold with his with his uh, outfits when he's not working. Oh, that's true. So mm. that's all good stuff. And he does like he does like to take a load off. Like you see him by the pool and stuff, and you're like, oh yeah, he can kick back. He, he does like to get his lynch on though. Yes. Yeah. Am I going to find ropes in the car? 
Maybe. Don't ask. Okay. Okay. Don't ask, don't tell. So that's um, <laughs> that's Sid Haig. What, what is Keeper or Creeper? Mm, creeper. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's fine. <laughs> uh, okay. So now Booker Bradshaw as Howard Brunswick, uh, man in politics. Um, so I don't know if you, if you follow politics much, but um, successful. I think, I think he's pretty suave in, in his own way. Bookish. Bookish but suave. Um, he seems popular, uh, ambitious. Yeah. Um, he might be involved in a dope ring, but good. Look, I don't know if this is good for you, but this and it's an old term. But his dick is sort of equal opportunity, so, <laughs> so that's something that could be good. Like <laughs> you know, <laughs> like he's not against. He wouldn't be if you said yeah. If you said keeper, he wouldn't be against it. Is what I'm saying. Oh, yeah. So <laughs> uh, keeper or creeper. Well, if I was fooled by him and he was doing all this, these good things, yes. apparently, yeah, maybe keeper. Okay. But I, I did tell you that. <laughs> Radio you, you, silence. No, but I told you that <laughs> I did mention that he, he, you've got suspicions that he might be involved in Oh, uh, okay. Then creeper. <laughs> okay. Because uh, look, you know, I don't, I'm trying to keep the standard really high. We've had a couple. We had two That's last true. week. That's true. Okay. So in the same film. Next up, uh, Robert Doquie as George King George. Okay. <laughs> I know what he's packing. Yeah, he too. <laughs> Leaves nothing to the imagination. Snappy dresser, leisure suit. You've seen it. You've seen it. Great. Bold colours, successful, <laughs> interesting body. So <laughs> what do we say? Sort of like firm but cuddly at the same time. Hmm. He's shaped a bit like a wine bottle. Yeah. You know? He's got hips for days. Hips, yeah. Um, <laughs> but no so, shoulders. And look, he's got his own theme song. So, you know, if you ever need to know when he's coming, you're just going to hear this, George. <laughs> I like it. George. Ooh, George. And you go, yeah, he's coming. George is home. <laughs> so, <laughs> yes. That'll happen. that'll happen. We should all have our own theme song. Yeah. Now, I, I don't know how else to put it. Um. He's a sex trafficker um, and a drug dealer, so <laughs> you just got to weigh it all up, you know. Like, mm. but he seems nice, as you said. So. He does seem nice, but I think I would be fighting for his affection. Yes, that's true. And Meg, I didn't even mention Meg. So he does come with baggage. That's he's true. Got a, he's got a work colleague, shall we say, who is <laughs> is a little um. Well, she's like his work wife. I'll say mm. you don't need to know what the business is. She's his work <laughs> wife, and she's a little overbearing, shall we yeah. say? So she might, I don't know, like she could do anything. To be honest with you, that's true. She's not yeah. the brightest uh, bulb on the shelf. No, either. Mystic, mm. Mystic, what Mystic. Does that mean? What kind of name is that? <laughs> it's to make it. Okay, keep it creeper, King George. Uh, creeper. Okay, yep. Uh, and just to finish off, Alan Arbus as Arturo Vitrioni. <laughs> yes. I don't really, I just got to keep it short. Um, He's a race kink pig man. He is. And his eyes are fucking weird. Are they? Yeah. He does okay. crazy eyes. So I don't know. Like, yeah, if you do decide to go to bed with him, um, mm. yeah, he's got some, he's got some requirements, but I don't know. I don't, know. I don't, I don't think he'd fuck me. I think I'm too vanilla for him. I think yes. I I do suspect that might be. <laughs> just just put on that accent and hey, mon. <laughs> no, it's talking normally, and then mon. 
Hey, man. Hey, you never know. He, he might dig the Australian <laughs> accent, you know. He might. He'd be exotic. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Yes. So, Keeper or Creeper? Creeper. Okay, well, it was a clean sweep tonight, and fair enough, I say, fair enough. Baby. <laughs> it not, it was, it's not a good, good lot for you. Uh, All right, I got some trivia for you guys. Give it to me. So the tagline in advertising was, "They call her coffee, and she'll cream you." Oh, I like it. Mm. Give me more. Wonderful. So the hide, the, the idea to hide various weapons in the Afro came from Pam Greer herself. So, oh wow, mm, that's cool. That's pretty cool. So uh, here's a lengthy one, but but it might spark a bit of discussion here. When asked about why she chose to do so many nude scenes in Coffee and other films, Pam Greer said, being nude in those movies, I was trying to help men understand. Society created this mystery about the vagina, the breasts. When you create a mystery, people want to see it and attack it if they can't have it. So I was like, here's the mystery. I, I hope I bore you and you never get a hard on again. Um, uh, 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 this is great. <laughs> You you want donuts? Have all the donuts in the world. <laughs> I, I'll, I'll say she knows nothing about the chubby. That is, see, this is proof that men and women are are from fucking different planets, and I don't care that that's not what people say anymore. They are from different planets. Uh, the fact that someone could say, "I'm going to show you my titties," and you know, so you never get, get a chubby. You know, I, I, the, the director of uh, Felicity sort of you know it's similar yeah 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 similar but mm. but but then again remember what you're forgetting is that he said um he uh the grip or whatever the gaffer can look whenever he wants yeah <laughs> so so <laughs> it's once not... he's had his fill no oh. but no but i actually don't think you, you can't have your fill and that's that, what that's, that's yeah what, exactly that's, that's what, what see uh, what i want to do is get when when someone says that oh you know like you know i mean what's the big deal they're just titties I want to go, okay, I'm just going to just for, there'll be no effects, but I'm just going to give you testosterone for a couple of months and we'll just see, we'll just see what happens. And then um, by the end of the year, uh, that person will be like, I can't stop thinking about them butts. And, <laughs> and I don't care. I don't care what I got to do to get them. And I don't care uh, how, how, and I've seen a hundred today. And I'm, I want to see a hundred more tonight. <laughs> and okay. that's why I'll put feminist on my profile. <laughs> Fair enough. Oh, now, I don't usually get into, uh, you know, the sordid details of, of actors' relationships, but oh. I, I have to talk about Greer's personal relationships here. Tell me more. She's never been married but has had several high-profile high relationships. So... She met basketball player Ferdinand Lewis uh, before he became a Muslim. Soon after they uh, began dating, he converted to Islam and then changed his name to Kareem Abdul Jabbar. Oh, oh. what a setup! So, Abdul Jabbar proposed to Greer, but gave her an ultimatum that she had to convert to Islam. He said, if you don't commit to me today, I'm getting married at two this afternoon. She's a converted Muslim and she's been preparing for me. And he also added, once you become Muslim, you might appreciate another wife. Wow. Kareem, that is whack. <laughs> so uh, Greer declined. No, And he shit. got married that day to the other chick. Fuck oh, me. What a bad deal. All right. So she also dated Richard Pryor for a while. Oh, yeah. She helped Pryor to learn to read, believe it or not, mm -hmm. and okay. tried to help him with his drug addiction. 
in her memoir, Greer described how her sexual relationship with Pryor caused cocaine to enter her system. During an appointment, uh, she was informed that she had a buildup of cocaine residue around her cervix and vagina. Oh, wow. That her doctor oh. called an epidemic in Beverly Hills at that time. He asked her if Pryor might have been putting cocaine on his penis to sustain his erection. Wow. And she was unsure. Um, he then asked if her mouth went numb whilst performing oral sex on <gasps> Pryor, and she said that it did. Uh, the doctor linked it to uh, the Novocaine-like effects of cocaine. Greer confronted Pryor about it, but he uh, refused to use a condom. Wow. That's a lot. That was a lot. I'm just, I'm just processing. <laughs> Me too. I mean, he did love Coke, but he did. What, but why? What I don't get. I mean, look, Coke on the cock. No, but Coke. That's the thing. Like you, you. I mean, Coke's Coke, but but do you have to go and rub it all over your dick like a like pizza dough? Like I don't get. I don't. You know what I mean? Like I don't yeah. get it. Like why do you slap it down and put all the powder all over it? <laughs> <laughs> oh. We we need to do a Richard Pryor marathon. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. uh, well, we've, we, um, what's it? Well, stir crazy. Yeah, stir crazy is great. <laughs> and uh, very good. He never will see no Yeah, that's my favorite. Oh, shit. Let's do it. Let's do it all. Let's go. Uh, so, Greer was also uh, romantically linked to uh, a famous boxing promoter, uh, the guy who was the host of Soul Train and basketball player, Wilt the Stilt Chamberlain. It's amazing. Fucking heavy hitters, eh? Yeah. Like, did she. You know, she only liked proper ballers as well. Yeah. Like she, and, and centers too, like the big seven foot guys. No fucking hey. So no bench players for, for, for Pam. No. Nah. She was like, you know, um, I just date I, I just date, you know, fucking number ones. That's all I want. <laughs> I date the guy, the only guy in the NBA to ever score a hundred points in a game. Incredible. That's great. What great trivia. Badass. Well, uh, perhaps we should. I should uh, knock off this some Me Too meter for tonight. Um, so, firstly, we've talked about this. Everyone in this movie is on the same program, okay? Which is ripping tops off and having titties pop out. <laughs> All right, and and they're natural, and and that's good, is it, Ricky? Big natural young titties popping out. Is that good? Yeah, yeah, I think it is. Right, I'll leave that with you. So. Uh, the two robbers, we've already talked about them. <laughs> I can cross that off. I can cross that off. No, but like people, there'll just be someone. I mean, like even the guy at the beginning who gets the waitress in the back room, he pops a titty out. Uh, oh, yeah. And he threatens to cut it off well, as well. Well, he does, that, yeah. which, is, which is quite searing. And she is super hot as well. Mm. And um, But there are just random people. There's a quick cutaway of someone just just pulling off someone's top like a like a flapping dicky or something mm. like, like yeah 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 like you know uh so anyway that that's just do with that what you will uh so next up i call this ooh how queer <laughs> so coffee shakes down a former junkie patient for information about king george beats her up uh which would be fine except the woman is a courageous queer woman uh in a relationship with a queer woman, as the New York Times would say, who is black. So that's what you got to do. It's the New York Times, okay? Whenever you say a person, someone's black, you got to say it and you got to scream it because that's what they do. Um, I know what you're thinking. Coffee is also black um, and that you don't know who to cancel in this situation, but maybe that means you're cancelled, AJ. All right? <laughs> Probably. Because <laughs> I'll give you the tip because 
coffee is cis, okay, cisgender. Mm. That's a no-no. And technically white adjacent because of her job as a nurse. I mean, hospitals are really just a colonialist enterprise anyway. Uh, she's also tough on crime, which means she probably thinks that, I don't know, burning down a Korean deli to make a point about racism is wrong. And uh, I think this is an open-shut case, really. Coffee's got to go. <laughs> so I'll leave that all with you. Um, next up, girls, girls, girls. <laughs> Beautiful women don't realise that they are being exploited by the patriarchy. All right? Pam Greer got paid and had a successful career in Hollywood and has a net worth of around $10 million. But, you know, what these women need to realise is that we support their choices, okay? Uh, but they're making the wrong choices. All right, that's that's really what it's all about. I think it's best for everyone if hot women, grid girls, Pam Greer, it doesn't really matter who, they need to step aside and let disgust those and fatties in. All right, that's the, that's what we need to do. Men and women both say they like attractive women, so that's what we need to change. Not the fact that the person saying this is is probably a disgusto themselves. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but seriously, coffee is a strong female character. Uh, assertive and active. She got her nursing quals and is burning the candle at both ends, to be honest with you, uh, to get what she wants. Um, she also nails a bunch of dudes and I don't know, that's good, isn't it, AJ? <laughs> In the current context, it's, isn't that, isn't that it is. what's isn't that what's hot? Like, isn't they all aren't they, aren't they all saying, hey girl, just go and get it. Go and get it, girl. Go and yeah, go and fuck that guy. Just fuck a hundred guys. It doesn't matter. It's all the same. You're just like a guy. He can fuck some hundred guys. You should fuck hundred guys. And you go, and part of you is like, yeah, maybe I will. And I don't know, you know, sometimes when I do that, I feel a little dead inside. And they're like, shut up, shut up. You are you are just a self-hating woman. <laughs> Go and get it, girl. Go and get it. What What are those rallies where where the chicks get all nude? Like the slut walk. The slut walk. That's mm. it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, like this is one of those things where you're like, whenever there's nudity involved in these things, and you're like, and they're protesting something, you just like, okay, again, you don't understand how it all works. We, you know, it's just I'm just looking at the titties. I don't care about the slogans. I can see through slogans. You could write. I, you could write the Gettysburg Address all over some titties and I would be able to unsee it and see the titties and say, I've seen everything. <laughs> okay? And not see one word of Lincoln's oh, most God. moving speech. So uh, maybe the final point, uh, the major point, I'll get to your guys' input because uh, I need some help on this one, but Arturo's uh, racialized domination fetish is kind of beyond oh. the pale. Oh. We have people getting cancelled for mispronouncing Chinese words that sound like the N-word, <laughs> okay? Mm. <laughs> this guy's going for it. He's really going for it. In fact, mm. I don't even know if they'll appear, uh, these bits will appear in, the, in this uh, podcast. If they do, I'll be surprised. Get down on the floor where you belong, you no-good, dirty bitch. Oh, please. I know I'm not good enough for you. But let me have your precious white body just once. And let me see you crawl over here, you black trash. I'm not going to hurt you. Come on. Crawl over here. Crawl. You want me to crawl, white motherfucker? What are you doing? Put that down. You want to spit on me and make me crawl? I'm going to piss on your grave tomorrow. Anyway. Was there anything else that jumped out at you uh, overall in terms of, uh, you know, Me Too uh, uh, scandal in this film? Pimps and hoes in general, perhaps. Oh, I think, I think you've nailed the big, the big moments, the meat. 
Okay, good. Yeah. Well, you know, so if we have what we need, what do we what do we give this out of ten? I think I think it's it's almost worse putting in all that race stuff as well. Like like Atiro's kink is oh. just yes, but yeah. does not. Okay, this is counterpoint though. Remember that is bad. However, it's to set up for the moment when she stands up with a gun and says, you know. Um, you, you know, you want to spit on me, you know, you white yeah. motherfucker or yeah, whatever, yeah, and it's like yeah. going to get him. There were moments in this movie, I'm getting chills thinking about it, where this would have been imagine. I mean, I can only imagine, and I don't, I just don't have the ability or, or know anyone who was there, obviously. There would have been cheers from the audience. There would have mm. been like an, an outpouring of emotion. I can only imagine what an outpouring of, because I know this because uh, the, uh, I think William Friedkin or some of the filmmakers behind The French Connection have talked about, um, you know, in a different context, uh, Gene Hackman's got um, some very racist lines in it, but there were uh, uh, black audiences cheered for those moments because they enjoyed seeing what they, what they saw as their reality uh, uh, of this man's racism portrayed on screen, and they, but in, in a different context, in coffee, we get these moments uh, where she is triumphant, you know, and really, you know, I think that might counteract it a little bit. Um, but but the, the stuff he says in 2022 is that that's enough. Like it, it doesn't matter. As Joe Rogan, the Joe Rogan case no. has proved, um, the Harry Potter spell around the N word is complete. Mm. And it doesn't context doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how you said it. What you know, whether you were just coughing and it sounded like it, or whether Kendrick <laughs> Lamar pulled you out of a crowd and and held the mic in front of your face and asked you to sing an entire song of his where he's said the word a bunch of times. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what the context was. You got to go. You know that there is a word, and I won't say it in the English language. Oh Jesus! Oh okay. Jesus! Okay. <laughs> that sounds very much like the word we're talking about, uh, but it doesn't mean that. <laughs> it means stingy, yes, like someone who's stingy with their money. Yes, and it sounds very much like this. And mm-hmm. can you say it? Can you not say it? You can't say it. You can't say it. You can say it in certain contexts uh, because it's. But it's a. But it's a. Um, to be fair. It is a. Uh, it's not a common word. I, I no. mean, it, the the word is. I think. I think that the meaning is understood by a certain type of person. Um, I would call it an educated word, and, and under a very specific context, you could probably use it. But it's, 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 it's unnecessary. It is. Yeah. Yeah. So you don't. You can get by without it. I I know we're getting a little bit off topic here, but in the Joe Rogan case, like if if all his previous podcasts where he uses that word, if he had got his producers or whatever to beep it out, would that have made a difference? Because the audience would know he still said it, but they didn't hear it. You yeah, know what I mean? so it wouldn't make a difference. You don't think so? No. You think they'd still be coming for him? Yeah. I well, I, I've seen people get um, roasted on. Like, because there are some loose units on TikTok and Insta who do do these kind of jokes, like where they'll like they'll they're really edgy jokes where they'll they'll say the first letter, like you know, after after a long setup or whatever, and it's a really dark kind of kind of. Some of them are, are mildly successful, and then and people just go, you know, have them have meltdowns over it. So it doesn't matter. The specter of it is enough. Mm. You don't have to say it. Like you know, in fact, I mean, let's be real, saying the N word 
that, as we have been saying, will be enough eventually. Like if you follow the logic, I mean, I know mm. that sounds, I know that sounds silly. Well, unless you're listening in, in uh, two years from now when, you know, that they finally won the bad guys. <laughs> and no, but like, seriously, <laughs> if you, if you just say like, I could imagine, I can't imagine, I wouldn't have been able to 10 years ago, but if, I can imagine a reality where if you say, uh, quote, the N word quote, um, someone will be like, oh my God, oh God, I can't believe you said that. Yeah, mm. but, go- but that's that's problematic because there's so much rap music and there's so much uh, like content out there of, of, of film and, and, and what have you, and even books, I guess. Yeah, that, well, you don't get use to say it. it. You don't get to say it. You just got to say, and if you don't know, now you know. Oh. And then you just got to have, a, you just got to wait and then let your friend say it. <laughs> let them get into trouble. Well, or whatever, like, you know, like, so you just can't, you don't do it. Don't do it. And I get it. I'm not saying it's a good word. That line that when she pulls out the gun, mm-hmm. you want to spit on me and make me crawl. I'm going to piss on your grave tomorrow. Is, is amazing. Wicked yeah. line. Well, that, and to pull it back to the film, I think that what maybe can offset some of this, this me too stuff is, is coffee, the character. Definitely. Yeah. So now I'll ask you again. Out of 10, what do we give this? Well, the lesbians in it should make it a, a minus 15 and coffee. <laughs> a minus 15. On the Me Too scale. Yep. Girl bosses. Okay. Badass. Right. Well, I agree with you, but I have also put forward. Um, the titties. Well, no. Well, yes. I'm glad you brought them up again. That's She's not. Ever- it's not what I was going to say, but I, I'm delighted that you're back to where I want to be. <laughs> she never looks phased, though, when she's getting her tits out. No, she's, yeah, it's just, it's a matter of course. <laughs> but, when you, but, but when they're like that, it's, you, they, they, no, but the thing is, look, I know I'm getting philosophical about the cities, but I'm just saying, <laughs> what I'm saying is, what I'm saying is, okay, like she's doing nothing, but the bosoms are doing a lot. <laughs> yeah. they're doing lot, but they're doing a lot of talking like we, mm. like, we, like she just has to look at you when you stand there like that they're they're they're, they're, they're it's like an acdc concert all right it's it's loud <laughs> it's big it's got encores is what i'm saying so anyway uh <laughs> so what okay. are you thinking you thinking like a seven a six well i'm gonna give it a five because i think that it, it balances nicely i feel like I feel like you could show this to someone, even a hot under the collar idiot, uh, and they might not be absolutely offended. Like, like, um, because, yeah, it depends about how hot under the collar they are about about the the, the LGBT thing. Because, because the thing is, again, we've said this before, as you as you said, AJ, the two women in that scene. This is actually wildly progressive. Mm. Like, you know what I mean? Like, hugely progressive. Like to have. To show an interracial uh, um, uh, lesbian, what would have back then just been called a lesbian relationship, was would have been big, you know, like 1973. That that you know, 70s was a time of tumult in cinema, and we did see a lot of those walls coming down. Absolutely, but still, this would have stuck out definitely, particularly, and and it would have been good. But what these idiots nowadays do, as you know, is they give no credit to anyone in the past. They think that they literally are the most wise person in the history of anything and that no one ever tried to do a goddamn thing about anything. And they look at it and they would say, they'd say, oh, um, 
you know, I can't believe that that this coffee's, you know, uh, persecuting the, this 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 non-binary couple or something. You know, this, yeah. this hetero cis woman. You know, like they would turn it into that that kind yeah. of person. You know, mm. but I think those people, as you know, they can get fucked. So, um, uh, yeah. So, what do you reckon, Ricky? What out of ten? What are you going to give it? Well, I was going to give it six. Okay, good, great. And AJ, firm up. What do you reckon? Negative fifteen, or are you, you going to go? No, up? like I do believe in negative fifteen. <laughs> we'll go with it then. Okay, I'll go two then. Okay, great. Well, that's yeah. that's that's and that's good because you know, and and ultimately, you know, you're a woman, so you've got and you know, if you're giving it a two, a movie with this many titties in it, and giving it a two, I think is is significant. Um, you know, maybe I was just trying to make up for the titties. I was like, oh, I didn't like them that much. It's five. <laughs> you know, that her with that shotgun is more arousing. I th- I find. Yeah, no, it is hot. No, it is hot. Yeah. It is hot. It's sexy. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Great. All right. Reviews. Roger Ebert gave this film two stars out of four, praising the film for its believable female lead and noting that Greer was an actress of beautiful face and astonishing form Cancel. and that she possessed a kind of a physical life missing from many other attractive actresses. Oh, my God. Wow. Imagine saying that shit now. Imagine mm. saying that. You would be eviscerated. There would be no, if you say the word attractive now, people say, what did you just say? And I said, I think that, I think that, um, you know, uh, uh, Jennifer Lawrence is attractive or something. And they say, that's disgusting. She is a courageous actress. And I go, yeah. And she doesn't look like a dog. Mm. (laughs) And if she did. I feel like Ebert didn't say that she was attractive though. I feel like he said to the audience, I had 10 boners all the way through. <laughs> so that's his sub- <laughs> that's that's the right. subtext. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Is that what he means by physical life? She possessed yeah. a kind of physical oh, life. Because that's he so felt true. his physical life. That is so true. AJ, you hit it. I was a fool. He has just used uh, code to say, yeah. um, you know, uh, it was – uh, I was harder than Thor's hammer down there. <laughs> yes, the entire time. The entire time. Uh, well, his partner in crime, Siskel, gave the film zero stars out of four and called it a stupid movie with a wooden performance <laughs> from Greer. Uh, Frederick, uh, Frederick Milstein called it a very well-made, very filthy and obscenely violent, adding that the director Hill elicits convincing, interesting performances from everybody except Miss Greer, who reads her lines rather stiffly and childishly and who shouldn't be able to fool anyone, especially not the Prince of Pushes, with that phony Jamaican accent she uses when she goes undercover. I'll, I'll, pay, I'll pay the Jamaican bit. That was silly. I agree, no. Mon. <laughs> <laughs> now we've we've, <laughs> we've already talked no. about Quentin Tarantino and uh, he ranks it high among his top twenty best films, uh, and of course he later hired Greer for Jackie Brown in nineteen ninety seven. Oh yeah, and you're sort of pre. If you're a fan of Jackie Brown, you, you are love. Well, you're prepared for the music as well because yeah, there's definitely tracks in this in this movie where you go. Hey, how come I know this fucking song so well? You go, oh, I know this. I know yeah. this. Yeah. Like, yeah. Every second of this. Well, Tarantino loves to do that. He loves to grab music from, from you know, B-movies that he loves. Well, I like it in this context. Look, and I know we'll just maybe put an asterisk next to it. I don't like it when he does it with Morricone, and we've, we've talked about that, uh, yeah. but for different reasons. But I think this is the best use of 
his uh, thievery because I think Morricone stands on his own and it's different when you take his shit than when you take you take Jack Hill's uh, um, you know, un, well, well, by Tarantino's lights, uh, sort of uh, under uh, underappreciated sort of B movie gem, or whatever. Taking that music and putting it in uh, uh, Jackie Brown's very different, and I think that I think that's that's how it should be. You know, um, he's often actually said that part of the reason he does that, he says it, he did it with Car. He used that song from Cat People, um, the the, the, Bowie, the Bowie song from Cat People. He used it in Inglorious Bastards, and he's like you know, that move that was such a wicked song and it was in such a silly movie. I wanted to put it in a good movie, you know, right. like, um, so that's kind of, I guess what he did, but, um, uh, all right. Well, any, is there anything else or is that, uh... no, that's it. Okay, great. Well, I reckon let's do one more go round, and then we got, we got to, we're going to have to cut Black History Month short because I just feel like, um, I, I am going to get uh, picketed, real hard uh if i go on much further with this because <laughs> every week is just i feel like tonight you know i don't know just said said a lot about a community that um i i, I love and respect and and really know nothing about <laughs> shall shall we talk about morgan freeman oh yeah 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 well um I, so there's a great quote from Morgan Freeman. He talks about um, uh, Black History Month, and and maybe we'll play that little clip for you uh, at the close of today's show. Just something to think about. Um, you know, I don't know about you, what you guys think, but uh, he articulates what we used to uh, all think um, a few years ago. You know what I mean? Like he, uh, well, certainly I have no perspective on the, the month in particular, but what's under he, what he's saying is about. Um, being a being a human being and and how he wants to be treated as a human being and and what what he thinks and and I just think I just think it's one of those quotes that you know we need peers uh, peerless people like him to 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 say what they think more again yeah don't yeah. you think well he uh, he's not down with Black History Month is he no he no. is not he is not and uh, yeah he makes some very good points. In his dialogue, um, T Pain also said something quite similar. Yeah, well, um, uh, I think that you know, I only want to hear from the greats. So Jay and T Pain is is definitely there, so that's good. Well, we we will play that at the end of this episode. Yeah, let's uh, do that. Give you give you guys something to think about. We'll go out with that, but first, I reckon. Look, give me. Let's indulge me one more week, and so we'll, we'll ease out of Black History Month with a half in, half out affair. This is for you ricky live and let die oh what do you think yeah sounds good well we'll do it because then it's like you know we get to talk about a bit of bond and uh, live and let die and you know <laughs> and look that was made by a bunch of honkies and so is this for that matter and uh i think um so we'll be in in good stead there and then we will you know i think we do have to knock off poison ivy after that yep mm. basics get back to Oh, not talking about black so much. So uh, <laughs> anyway, we said what we said. Oh, it's getting harder every week. <laughs> it is. It is. Ricky, we said what we said. Yeah, I stand by everything I said. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> All right. And until next time, long live the new flesh. Long live the new flesh. Black History Month you find ridiculous. Why? You're going to relegate my history to a month?
Oh, come well, on. What do you oh. do with yours? What, which month is White History Month? No, well, no, 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 come on, tell me. Well, the, I'm Jewish. Okay, which I'm month sure. is Jewish History Month? Uh, there isn't one. Oh, oh, why not? Yeah. Do you want one? No, no, no. I, I, right. I, don't. I don't either. I don't want a Black History Month. Black history is American history. How are we going to get rid of racism? Until stop talking about it. I'm going to stop calling you a white man. Yeah. And I'm going to ask you to stop calling me a black man. I know you as Mike Wallace. You know me as Morgan Freeman. You understand what I... I know this white guy named Mike Wallace. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. George, George is home. Live and let die. I don't care what I got to do to get him. And I've seen a hundred today, and I'm, I want to see a hundred more tonight. Blacked.